Encore with Claire O'Brien, arts and entertainment for the Midlands. And the All-Ireland Drama Festival is back. And if it's back, so is The Fringe. The Adams Family is in rehearsal in Tullamore as the musical society there gear up for excitement. And Burr Festival of Music, which has been around in a limited form during the last two years of COVID, is back to its proper position of glory in the arts calendar. Just some of what is to come tonight on Encore, along with the sports updates, which we're delighted to have. Uh, and delighted also to hear that the uh, the, the Leash Miners are did so well last night uh, against Laos. Can't forget Leash on a night like tonight, even though the under 20s uh, weren't so lucky last week. Um, when it comes to the old GAA, we remember that here as well. And indeed, you're welcome to the dedicated arts show here on Midlands 103 to Encore with the best of what is happening in, around and about culture and the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. We're here every Thursday night between 7 and 8 o'clock and Encore at midlands103.com is the email address and I would love to hear from you. 083 30 10 103 is the text line. Tonight... Brian Toulon brings us up to speed on the All-Ireland Drama Festival and on the Fringe. And you'll remember that we had Mount Melick's three-act drama festival last month. And finally, the festival calendar for the All-Irelands has been confirmed. I'll bring that to you in a moment. Um, but if the festival is back, so is the Fringe. And that is Brian Toulon's baby. And he's very excited and uh, has been telling us all about it. I'll also be chatting to Colin Hughes and Aoife Fitzsimmons of the... Um, Tullamore Musical Society. They are full of buzz and energy for the Adams family, uh, which is starting in early May. Very excited uh, to bring you that. And also, um, I've been chatting to Rebecca Kelly, who is knee deep in all the work that is going on at Burr Festival of Music. Again, that is taking place on the Maybank holiday and lots and lots that is happening there. Indeed, actually, the young people are rehearsing and uh, performing already in their own space as they're getting ready for the events. They have a, are having workshops all over the Easter holidays for a very new and very interesting part of the programme. And Rebecca will be telling us all about that uh, also. And indeed, we'll be getting the updates on the sport. But I did want to bring you um, all the details on the uh, drama festival and that is particularly um, I suppose th- just how much excitement is there the the, the schedule has been decided um, have I got I had it there a moment ago and I seem to have lost it um, the let me go back one more page and hope for the best it runs from Thursday the 5th of May to Friday the 13th and they have put together the um, the full schedule as I say um, and it looks like it's going to be particularly exciting because one of the points that Brian is making uh, in the interview when we hear that with him very shortly is how um, some of the the particular plays are um, brand new ones by brand new writers, which is something that is new to us. So when it kicks off on Thursday, the 5th of May with the official festival, it will be starting with Chip Hattie by Christian O'Reilly uh, on s- Friday, the 6th of us and its Palace Players. That is one of the plays that was on in Mount Melick. 
on Friday the 6th of May, Kilmeen Drama Group, who have been so successful um, in the All-Ireland Drama Festival over the years, are bringing Conversations on a Homecoming by Tom Murphy. I had the great pleasure of seeing that in Donna Mace uh, when Druid brought it as part of Druid Murphy and it is just a superb, superb, superb play. On Saturday night, Christian O'Reilly makes a return to the stage. Bun Clody Kilmichael Drama Group are presenting The Good Father. On Sunday the 8th of May, Ballyduff um, and they are in County Waterford and they're a terrific, very uh, vibrant and exciting drama group and they are presenting Rabbit Hole by David Lindsay Abair. Now that is a play that I am not familiar with um, so I'm looking forward to hearing a bit about that. On Monday the 9th of May, But Drama Circle are presenting An Incident with Dave Cotter by Sean Byrne. On Tuesday the 10th of May, Prosperous Dramatic Society. I remember their version of Boeing Boeing a few years ago, which was just superb. And they've gone for another one that really relies on the quality of that timing. And it's The God of Carnage by Yasmina Reza. Terrific play uh, translated by Christopher Hampton and performed by Prosperous Dramatic Society. And you know that it's just going to be so good. On Wednesday the 11th of May, Kilrush Drama Group present Class. And that is by Isolt Golden and David Horan. On Thursday the 12th of May, Ballyshannon Drama Society are bringing All My Sons by Arthur Miller. It's one of those great plays. And finally, uh, and uh, not finally at the same time, on Friday the 13th of May, Donkey Players are presenting Eurydice uh, by Sarah Rule. So really phenomenal um, programme of plays that are be happening and of course all the excitement that comes along with that. So just so you know what's happening, something else is happening uh, in Athlone tonight. If you happen to be around and you have a chance, you'll know we've spoken to um, Robert Gogan on the programme before about um, Ulysses and he is such an expert and such a passionate storyteller about Ulysses and he is strolling through Ulysses tonight in the Dean Crow Theatre. If you happen to be around, uh, pop yourself down to the Dean Crow Theatre for eight o'clock when he'll be strolling through the play. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll be going to something completely different. The Adams Family. Stay with us on Encore on Midlands 103. And you're welcome back to the programme. The Adams Family is the 2022 musical of choice from Tullamore Musical Society and I'm joined on the line um, by Gomez and Morticia. And first of all, I have Aoife Fitzsimons. Aoife, you're welcome as chairperson of Tullamore Musical Society, playing the role of Morticia. And hopefully I have there also Colin Hughes playing the role of Gomez and president of Tullamore Musical Society. Are you there, Colin? Yes, I am indeed, Claire. Hi. Good stuff. Good to have you there. Um, Aoife, you might first of all tell us why uh, this was the musical of choice for Tullamore Musical Society. It's not one we've seen too often in the Midlands, I think. No, probably not. Well, I guess after coming out of the pandemic, um, everything was a bit doom and gloom. And although you might think that the Adams Family is a bit doom and gloom as well, it's actually not. It's a really funny musical comedy. And we just wanted something light and entertaining for our local audience to, to come along to and just hopefully have a bellyache of a laugh and um, see us in, interpret our version of the Adams Family. 
You have been playing a blinder on social media in terms of how you've been presenting the story um, and the excitement that goes with it, introducing all the cast and all the characters. Um, Which came first, the casting or the play, if you know what I mean? Did you have an idea that this was one that you would really find it uh, easy to cast with the with the variety of performers that you have? Well, I guess like we we sit around as a committee and we kind of we we pick a show based on maybe who we had in our previous productions and who you think is kind of going to return. Um, but because it was two years ago since we last you know mm. put, put on a show, we weren't really sure. So we kind of took a gamble, I guess, on that. But the production side of it, like we have a production team. Pat McElwain is our director from Dublin, and Deirdre Brown is our choreographer, um, and she's from uh, Kildare. And then we've Endo O'Connor, our musical director from Burr. And we just have auditions then, and it's free for all, really. You prepare, you go in an audition, and the casting is up to that production team. Yeah. Um, and they make those decisions, I guess, on, on our behalf. And, you, and I'm imagining you're really excited about how that is all starting to come together now that you have everybody together. Yeah, it, it's great. And you, you were talking about our promotion on social media. We had a great fun day last Friday. We had a makeup workshop and uh, we had a, a makeup artist down to help us. And um, she created our look for us. Her name is Ali Murphy. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we can repeat that now for the, the week of the show as well, which we have because we've got great help backstage and lots of uh, new makeup artists um, that are coming back to give us a hand to help us create that look so uh, you know uh, we had had a lot of fun on that day and we're in rehearsals Colin and I are actually um, about to go into rehearsals (laughs) later on this evening and and run act two for our sins. And how is it going? How is it feeling to have everybody back together again and to be excited about pulling together a makeup team and a costume team for, for a show like this? You know, it's fantastic. Like, we have a lovely group of people with the Musical Society this year, some new faces and some familiar faces as well. And our creative team on the costume side is uh, Lana Simons and Graeme Finnerty. And th- this is kind of up their alley. This is what they really love to do. They love to kind of create a little bit, diff- something a little bit different than your average run of the mill. So um, I'm excited about the concepts of, of what they're, they have in mind and We'll know now come the weekend we'll be able to kind of piece all of that and they'll look together and we'll have a, a proper visual of what it's going to look like the week of the show. Very good, very good. Colin is there in the background as well. Colin is playing the role of Gomez. Colin, this is a play. Well, it's it's people will be seeing the musical in Tullamore, but it's a story that goes all the way back to comic strips in the, the New Yorker magazine and then has had lots of different iterations all along the way. Tell us a little bit about the storyline of the the musical yeah I think people will will kind of wonder whether it's going to be based like on I let's say the original film back in, in the early 90s so no this is set um, a few years after that um, when Wednesday is is in her teenage years and I guess the whole storyline is based around you know a dad um, having to deal with a teenage daughter um, who he obviously loves dearly and trying to keep um secrets and um, making promises to both wife and daughter, um, which leads him to all sorts of predicaments. And I guess that's the easiest way to sum up this storyline. It's based around Wednesday in her teenage years and obviously falling for a boy and stuff like that. So it's based approximately, I'd say, maybe six or seven years after the original film. 
And you are dad and we have Availing Greer playing the role of Wednesday, your daughter. Um, She's not normal and you're not normal, but I'm guessing the boyfriend is entirely normal and ordinary and typical. Um, Yes, him him and his family. So we meet during the show, we meet him and his parents. And they're very, very normal, yes. And, and as you said, we, we're not normal as well. And that's, that's typecast on, on my part anyway. But um, yeah, no, it, it definitely is that. And like, as, as Aoife was saying, you know, the, the comedy value is massive. That alone, the, you know, the shock of them seeing us and, you know, and as I said, then the, 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 the predicament that, 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 that Gomez is in between Morticia and between Wednesday and trying to stay faithful and loyal to both, you know, it, it puts them in very, very funny situations. Yeah, and and it's a different role, I suppose, for you entirely than the one that you had been so busily occupying, buddy, uh, over the Claire, long it, Christmas. It's a, it's a watershed, Claire. I'm on stage and I'm playing a dad. It, 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 it's a downward trajectory in my career. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it actually is. And even though it's comic and that's kind of, my, my bag I suppose it, it actually is it, it's quite I do have a bit of a, a sentimental scene with, with Wednesday and, and it is new for me and it, it's lovely it's a great challenge it's really nice but it's it's definitely something new for me and very far removed from Buddy altogether yeah yeah um, 13 years of Panto you know where, where you're working in a with on an enormous stage uh, with a whole professional organisation behind you and then coming back to Amateur Musical that operates on a very professional level, but without the without that without the money in the background to to keep it going. What's that like, and and what's the energy like? Is that it's it's fantastic. Like it's 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 a completely different you know a different vibe. But do you know the one thing about it that that you notice, Claire? And obviously, you know, in professionally, you know, everyone has a job to do, and mm. it's, it's their jobs or whatever. But like when when you come back to your home society down here, and you see the amount of work that people do let it be on stage or in the background or even like you know our committee with you know uh, uh, getting patrons and sponsors and ads for programs it, it never ceases to amaze me that the, the work that people put in you know and, and in their own spare time um, so I, I really have actually enjoyed that that end of it and watching going god I have missed this um, and it's it's lovely to see, you know, that, that people just come together for, for, you know, an audience will sit down and watch the show for two or two and a half hours, but we'll never fully know the work that goes in behind it. So I've really enjoyed that end of things. Yeah, I'm going to come back to Aoife for a second. Aoife, you're on stage in Tullamore GAA Centre and I know you're going to be very de- delighted to be there and you've, you know... Uh, for a number of years, performances have been there, and I think you were in the Tullamore Court as well at one point. Um, right. But it's going to be very exciting when there is a full professional stage uh, and staging possibilities in the new Esker Art Centre when that comes on stream. Yeah, it, it's going to be great. Like we're very excited about that as well. I mean, the GAA have been absolutely brilliant to us, and it's a great facility um, for us to put in our our, our productions. But the prospects then of the new art centre and what it has to offer us as well, I mean, that's going to be a very exciting time for us as well um, to see like what we can do um, in the centre when, when it's opened. Well, even in terms of professional sound and lighting in-house, um, yeah, like I mean, it have lots of benefits for us, definitely, because there is a huge amount of cost associated with, you know, 
putting on a production outside of an art centre as well. So, like, to, mm. to have those facilities at our disposal, it's going to make a huge difference to us. Yeah. And how is that going with fundraising? Because one of the things that, I, that certainly we have covered on the programme uh, in pre-COVID times is the absolutely eye-watering cost of um putting a musical on stage uh, and all the musical societies across the Midlands do that and do it to such an extraordinarily high standard, which is why, uh, you know, so many of the Midlands musical societies end up with so many AIMS nominations every year. But the cost of that is extraordinary. And as a chairperson, I imagine you've one eye on the stage and one eye on the Uh, purse. Yeah, I won't lie. The anxiety levels go up and down when I see costs come in and out. Um, But we're fairly structured. You know, we're Mm -hmm. lucky as well. You know, we, we have a, you know, a, a past member that's an accountant and keeps us accountable to try and stick to a budget. Um, but also, like, we're very lucky with the patrons and sponsors that we have in the town. We're very grateful to their continued support because without their contribution to us, we would really cease to exist. And yeah. I know we say that, but it is an absolute true fact. And while we were concerned coming into, you know, this year after having a two-year hiatus, we're like, oh, you know, oh, God, like, will they remember us? Will they, because they hadn't been contributing, yeah. will they still, you know, come on board? But we put a concert on. We did a couple of things over That's right, the, yeah. over the um, pandemic. You know, Colin was and Maraid were behind the documentary Tullamore Musical Society Story So Far, which mm. is a recap on the 65 years of, of the society since 2000 and from 2020 back to 1955. And then we kind of had a, a couple of small fundraisers um, that way. We kept our name out there and we, we did a couple of charity events as well for other groups in the town, like such as, you know, um, the Access Counselling and stuff like that. And then we put a concert on in March and that was nerve wracking. And it was just, it blew my mind, to be honest, the amount of people that came out to support us, the success of the concert. Um, and that was a great contributing factor to our fundraising efforts to help us put on um, the Adams family. And it gave us great confidence as well that, you know, there is still an appetite, well, actually more than ever, for the arts in Tullamore and local um, and, and local groups as well. And yeah. we want to encourage and support local people, you know, put those on. So it, it's, it's great at the moment. So long may that last. Long may that last. I'm going to come to Colin again in a second. Give me a 30 second sales pitch for why everybody should be going along to see uh, the Adams family in Tullamore GAA Centre between Monday the 2nd and Friday the 6th of May. But why, and while he's thinking about that, um, I'm going to ask you in your role as Morticia, is he any good as a husband at all? Oh, he's desperate at keeping secrets from me. There's something suspicious going on, so there is. I'm not too impressed with him. But uh, it all comes good in the end. But he he's a little snake, so he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gomez, sell us finally for the last 30 seconds. Why should everybody be getting themselves to well, Tullamore GAA Centre? It's uniquely, uniquely famous and well-known characters from the Adams family and a, an unbelievably well-written script comedy-wise. Really funny situations, um, disaster situations and just things that will make you laugh out loud and I think that's what everyone needs to sit and be entertained for a couple of hours and we cannot wait to do that. Colin Hughes, Gomez and Aoife Fitzsimmons, Morticia, thank you so much for talking to us tonight on Encore and we won't keep you from rehearsals for too much longer. Thanks a million. Thanks, Good night, Nathal. So it's a pleasure. Bye. 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 Bye.
and you'll get all the details, uh, particularly if you follow them on Facebook because Tullamore Musical Society, they've been really updating information on all the characters and all the actors. Uh, so you can find out find out all about Morticia and Gomez and Wednesday and Uncle Fester, all about them, particularly on um, their Facebook page. They're re- they've really kept that going uh, particularly well. You get all the details on Tullamore Musical Society and we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll have a sports update and we'll be going to Athlone for the All-Ireland Drama Festival stay with us on Encore on Midlands 103 and we're back to Jerry Russell Jerry, how are things? Well we're gone what 45 minutes into the game now here the second half and uh, Offaly, remember, this is one five to eight points at half time. Offaly scored the first three points of the second half. Morgan Tynan, uh, Keith O'Neill, and Dara Flynn popping over three to put Offaly three points up. Kildare have come back into the game. They have got two points back with Owen uh, Bagnell and James McGrath popping over two points to leave only the, the minimum between them here, one seven, that's 10 to 11. But off they will have a toss in free in just a moment. But it's a highly entertaining game, up and down the field stuff. Remember, Kildare went four ahead early in that opening half. Off they came back, scored five unanswered points coming up to half time to let them go in level one, five to eight points. Then just a restart, off the uh, splendid form, as I said, three great points. Kildare have just come back with two points. So we're 46 minutes and 47 seconds into the game here. And certainly this is going to go right down to the wire. There's only one between them here. And it's uh, it's 11 points to 1-7 back to the studio. Thanks, Jerry Russell. And Jerry, of course, at the under-20 football semi-final between Offaly and Kildare. It sounds like such a closely matched game. Well, we are going to something entirely different now. And it is all the way to Athlone, where the... Brian Toulon is director of the Festival Fringe and I was chatting to him recently. Uh, I told, I said to him that it had been a quiet couple of years for the festival and he came back in his typical energetic style. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> I've one of those significant birthdays this year so I'm sensitive to it but uh, uh, you know what, the, 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 the old COVID was, uh, was a nice um, uh, break from it. And uh, and I think we're, we're hopefully we're rejuvenated and we're uh, we're fully recharged and we'll be back in the back in the swing of things. It's great to have the festival back in Athlone. I would say there are people who were walking around Athlone in the early the first week of May for the last couple of years, kind of looking around, wondering where all the excitement had gone. But you're bringing it back for the All Ireland Drama Festival and the Fringe. And the rumour is that it's even better than it was before. Um, what we have is a couple of old plays, um, all my sons, for example, for Arthur Miller. And we have some new playwrights uh, and new plays. And I think that's really exciting. You know, it's uh, it's very nice to have drama and, and have it at, at a world-class level. Mm-hmm. But to actually encourage new writing, new actors and, uh, you know, because the big thing about that alone, and it's 70 years since we uh, we kicked off, um, I wasn't around at the time, I hate no, to add. No, no. But, um, but 70, and in that period, you know, John B. Kane was was a major breakthrough and it was it was at Lone and the drama festival and the exposure that he got there uh, opened him up to, to the public. And he's still, a, you know, very, very popular. But it's a genre of drama that's very important, I think, for, for the country and for mm. you know, the, a, a, a cultural... Um, 
record of of the way we lived our lives. And uh, and what I'm delighted about now is that this year we're going to see some new playwrights, and maybe they'll be the new John B. Cain. And and uh, um, you know, and I think that arts and drama are very important for a for a society. Mm. And we've we've taken a hit for the last few years, haven't we? And, just and indeed, we, we continue to take the hit. I think, and um, you know, it's it's good um, for a country and a society and a civilization, if you like, to define itself in terms of its drama and its cultural um, iconography. So, um, so yeah, um, it's great to see the the drama the drama societies that have that are back again and have clearly weathered yes. the COVID storm. I see Ballyduffer there and Kilmeane and you know, great yeah. names. Yes, uh, some traditional names there, and, uh, and and I hear they're really, really good uh, this year. Mm. Um, and I, I, now, one one interesting thing is that the the average cast size is is significantly down. I bet. Um, and I think that's the COVID thing that they kept their plays to, um, you know, a smaller cast was mani- was much more manageable in terms of rehearsals and. And exposure to COVID. Yeah, and social uh, distancing, so, um, which is so yeah. so significant for people. Yeah. So, so take us that out as of a, as an impact, you know. Yeah. But, take us out of the Dean Crow and onto the fringes of the festival, uh, where you haven't getting your hands dirty organising things. Uh, there's at least one <laughs> one event happening every single day, which is terrific. Uh, following the, yeah. the the lull that we've had. Yeah, it, it's a little slimmed down from previous years. Uh, obviously, some of the community groups weren't able to rehearse. Uh, you know, we've had some some great um, choirs. Uh, we're blessed with having a, f- a few good choirs here mm-hmm. in this area, and um, they weren't able to practice. And uh, you know, so we'll we'll see them back again next year. Uh, but the school's playwright competition is is up and running. Um, it's in, there's a few less schools this year again. Um, it's had its impact. But um, but that is happening in the Dean Crow on Tuesday, the Tuesday before the the, uh, the festival itself starts, um, and uh, we have the Confined All Ireland winner, uh, which is a mystery play. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know who it is yet, uh, but uh, but that's on the Wednesday, um, and we have the presentation of prizes for the um, the retail shops yeah. uh, that that night, and that brings us onto the streets of Atlone, and of course that's where the fringe wants to be mm. is is out there mixing with with the people and um, you know bringing it to the to the street level or whatever. There's a few art exhibitions. There's uh, one in the um, the shopping centres. Um, and there's a photo exhibition as well, uh, and they're local groups that have uh, uh, put together, um, you know, their their um, creative arts, and, uh, and it's lovely for us to to be able to support that. Uh, the late Nan Waters, uh, we are having a retrospective of her artwork, uh, very kindly donated by her husband, um, and that is on in the um, the AIB gallery in the Dean Crow. So okay. if you go to the festival and you have a cup of tea at uh, at half time, uh, you'll see Nan's uh, paintings up on the wall. Uh, we have a few uh, uh, walking tours. Uh, we have uh, Garrod Dobrain, uh, who is a um, well-known historian. Um, he's doing a tour around the streets of Athlone. And we have a new uh, guide uh, this year. Um, uh, goes by the name of Joe McCarrick. 
not sure if he's ever heard of him. Oh, not ever heard of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, he was a dreadful man, really, but, uh, <laughs> but he insisted. And uh, Joe is good. Uh, Joe is obviously uh, uh, very closely associated with the Drama Festival, being the festival director yes, for a number indeed. of years. Um, and he now has a degree in drama. I'm sure he won't mind me telling you, but uh, but he's agreed to do a uh, a walking tour because Garrod is away um, the second week, and um, it'll be nice to to have somebody new. And Joe Joe will bring his own personality to it, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, no pressure there, Joe. And a bit of drama um, as well, a bit of performance he'll bring to it. I'm sure. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's ginning up on his history and. Uh, uh, you know, but the, the Greenway is, has been open since we were here uh, last, so we're we're using that. And there's there's an abbey there, which well, I say an abbey. Uh, it, it was a, um, an abbey that was built that was never completed, um, and it's right beside the Greenway. And there's there's a, a size of a workhouse, and uh, so there's a lot of historical significance around there. Um, the new bridge isn't isn't uh, isn't finished yet. It's uh, it's actually a bit of a building site at the moment, <laughs> but um, but that'll um, that we'll we'll have a walking tour over that yet uh, in the in the not too distant future. Uh, there's a few poetry reading um, and prose reading, uh, and that's on in the library. Uh, we have uh, Amy Barry, who's uh, an international renown, uh, but we also have a new writer, uh, Izzy Hoddard. And uh, and Izzy's brought out a book. Um, actually, she was supposed to be here uh, two years ago when her book came out. First of all, okay. and unfortunately, the the, the festival got cancelled. So uh, I'm delighted to say that she will be here uh, this year. So again, it's nice to have um, you know new talent and new um, uh, you know new young people being being involved in the arts. Um, and it's it's a privilege on our part to to be able to uh, to support that. Uh, that's on in the library. Uh, there's a poetry reading as well in the castle grounds, um, and that's with um, uh, the Poetry in the Park uh, collective, uh, did, always very popular. Did you say this is a paired back fringe festival? <laughs> I lied. I always lied, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> you should know by now. Actually, it is. Um, it, believe it or not, um, but you see, there's so much going on. It's um, you know, it's it's. Uh, but I, I have, I, 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 so far, I've been lucky in that people have been able to to attend. Now we had uh, normally we try to have three dramas. We only have one this year because um, we, we've had a cancellation just just a few days ago. Uh, so it's. Um, but his pair back really. Um, yeah, and those things are uh, going to happen. It's the world that we're in, isn't it? That you know, things can change at very short notice. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and uh, but again, look at we 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 plan for these things, and uh, um, you know, no more than the the walk. Uh, you know, we 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 pray for water, or sorry, we pray for dr- uh, dry sunshine, and uh, you know, but um, but it's a free it's a free walking tour. So I always say that uh, you know if there's any water at all, if there's any rain, if there's even one drop of rain, uh, you know please feel free to demand your money back. Um, <laughs> it's my standard joke. Um, Tell us where the Brian, band, the, oh, the army band as well, yeah. The army band are there again, so that that's a great tradition. Uh, they'll be there on the opening night and on the closing night, and we're also uh, we have a marching band, the, the Athlone Pipe Band, uh, going to march across the uh, from 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 the John McCormack Square 
over th- over to the theatre and we'd like as many people as possible to join in behind and I can tell you I've done it in the past it's, oh, it's one fabulous. of the most exciting things you can do is to walk behind a, a marching band um, you know it's uh, it's good fun so, it um, Tell us where uh, can we get all the details when when, when it's all finalised and so far as these things can be finalised in the world that we're in where will people be able to find the details? So uh, we have a, a flyer which is attached to the um, uh, the program. Uh, we also have a website, uh, so dramafestival.ie. There's also a Twitter and a Facebook and a mobile and social media and Instagram. And uh, we have um, um, a film festival. And indeed, there is a trailer uh, for that. Uh, but dramafestival.ie is the, is, is the main base for it. And the tickets are available from tomorrow. So you can book tickets for all any and all of those plays that we mentioned a little bit earlier from tomorrow. All the details on dramafestival.ie. And you're very welcome back to the programme. Burr Festival of Music officially takes place on the Maybank holiday weekend, April 29th to May 2nd. Rebecca Kelly is the PR and marketing manager and she has been telling me about how work on the festival is happening even as we speak, although it's not official for another week or so. Really busy out of here in Burr. Um, our Soundscapes of Nature Easter Camp is happening this week, and that's one of the big events for Burr Festival of Music 2022. So, Soundscapes of Nature is a brand new project, um, specially commissioned for Burr Festival of Music um, this year. Um, it's for Burr Young Voices. So, we have 30 plus kids from Burr and the surrounding areas doing a, an Easter Camp in Burr Theatre and Art Centre uh, this week. So, they're doing Music and art, they're composing their own songs with our choral director, Anne McCambridge, and Burr's very own composer, Laura Shields. And then they'll go out to Lochbora on Saturday with our visual artist, Finn Nicol, and they'll be doing uh, art and um, music and stuff out there as well. So, well, is there a performance element of this then that happens during the festival? Oh, absolutely. It's going to be on Saturday, the 30th of April, in the courtyard of Burr Castle. So there'll be two parts to that event. So the first part is performances by some of our previous Trench Award finalists, uh, Bresson Fitzpatrick, David Vessie and David Kennedy. And then our Burr Young Voices will be finishing it off with their own composed songs that they're doing this week. And then all their art that they've done will be uh, projected onto the wall in the Castle Courtyard as well. And that's at nine o'clock on Saturday night. So it's going to be a really lovely little nighttime event. And Maureen DeForge, of course, is head, neck and heels involved in all of that. <laughs> um, I, I'm imagining that you know, Burr's young voices are, are pretty spectacular. Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, one of the big aims of Burr Festival of Music itself is to promote you know, singing and choral music, especially for young young kids. And to have 30 plus children be involved with us this week is just amazing. Um, and I'm sure they're all beautiful singers and it's going to be really, really lovely. So that is one part of the whole festival event. Uh, and as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's a new part. But you also mentioned the Trench Award and that is a stalwart event at the Bar Festival of Music and six new finalists for this year who will put forward their 15-minute programme on the 1st of May. Again, a terrific pool of talent there. Oh, absolutely. And, and the, the, the Trench Award is absolutely the centrepiece of, of Bar Festival of Music, like you mentioned. 
and the calibre of applicants that we got again this year is just really, really phenomenal. Um, six young singers and musicians from the Midlands area will be performing on, on the Sunday, the 1st of May, um, and we'll be handing out um, bursaries for those as well. Um, so we have Amy Banks, who's a soprano. We have Martina Rosario O'Connell, who's a flautist. Um, we have Neve St. John. We have JJ McNamara, Dylan Rooney, and Adam Cahillard is the lineup for this year. And the the performance of that that entire performance, the 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 delivery of those fifteen minute programs, is really something very special. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, and it's one of the events that we always really, really look forward to because they come and they're part of the whole festival. They have their master classes with the master classes this year with Bruno Caproni and Julian Evans. And we also have Patrick Rafter, um, who's performing at the festival on the Monday. So they'll have those master classes with them as well. Bruno and Julian are going to be adjudicating the final. And then we're welcoming soprano Sandra Oman who people might know to be the judge this mm. year. So it's just all around just a really, really um, beautiful experience to see these these young people who are, you know, pursuing a career in the classical field in a professional capacity. Um, and to see them at the start of their careers there is just it's just really, really great. Yeah, it's terrific, isn't it? It's just such a mm-hmm. it's such a special thing to be able to support and it has really put Burr on the map, hasn't it? Absolutely. And we see that, you know, I think the Trench the Trench Award is running, I think, into its eighth or ninth mm. year this year. Um, you know, and each year we have six um six finalists. Um, you know, and even I put the programme together today for the for the weekend and to see, you know, our previous trench winners and what they've gone on to do is just really great. So it's a really great jumping off point for them, I think. And you know, money can be such a barrier for people and to be able to support them financially to to pursue further training either in Ireland or abroad is just a it's just a brilliant thing to be able to do. And it's such a brilliant thing for this to have been, I suppose, all those years ago, the brainchild of um, Maureen DeForge and the support of all those involved in the Trench Award it started as as quite a small uh I suppose as a little nestling and it has really grown into something incredible. Um uh, and something that's really important, not just on the on the bar calendar of festivals, which we might mention later, but on the inter on the Irish uh, classical festival um, schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Twenty twenty two is definitely our most ambitious program to date. Um, you know, and all the the different events that we have, and it's certainly grown. And you know, to be able to attract all the you know those really world renowned performers. You know, and to to match that up with supporting, you know, with our Burning Voices supporting them, you know, supporting the people in the in the Trench Award, um, all around. I think the scope and the ambition for Burr Festival of Music just gets bigger and bigger each year. And you know, especially after after the last two years when you know we've been restricted in so many ways, to be able to come back in in twenty twenty two with a full capacity uh, festival. And our most ambitious programme yet is just, it's just really exciting. Yeah, Great. It is for yeah. sure. Um, so all the details of that are on burrfestivalofmusic.com. People can get all the details there about the various different events and there are tickets available for those um, mm-hmm. and for the Trench Awards as well. Uh, and all the names there also all the way back to 2014, which was the very first one, as you said. Um, but 
Burr Festival of Music is one of a series of Burr Festivals. And I know there's some work happening in the town and a big event happening next Thursday night um, to connect all of those events together. What exactly is happening, Rebecca? So it's the town hall meeting of the Burr Festivals Collective and it's happening on Wednesday, the 27th of April in Dewey's Hotel um, at nine o'clock. Um, so the Burr Festivals Collective, it's the coming together of Burr's five festivals. So obviously Burr Festival of Music, Scripts, uh, Playwriting Festival, Burr Vintage Week and Arts Festival, Offline uh, Film Festival, Hullabaloo, and then working with the, the, the Burr Theatre and Arts Centre as well. So they all came together just pre-COVID actually um, with the ambition of working kind of closer in collaboration and, and partnership. Um, so next Wednesday night is kind of the first public outing of the Burr Festivals Collective. So we're going to take um, people through what exactly it is, what exactly we've been doing for the past two years, you know, plans for the Burr Festival season for this year, plans for the future. And then people can also um, get the opportunity if they want to volunteer with the festivals or, or take part in, in some way with them. Um, so again, you know, it's really, really there's so much happening in Burr at the moment, um, especially around the festival. So we're really looking forward to kind of meeting people face to face, which hasn't been possible for the last while. So, you know, if you're in the area, if you're thinking of getting involved, you'd like to get involved. You know, it's definitely a new era for the Burr Festival. So we'd love as many people as possible to be part of it and to come to come next Wednesday night to listen, you know, we're not going to expect any major commitments from people next Wednesday night, but, you know, just come and listen and, if you want to get involved, even better. And when you talk about that, getting getting involved, what are you hoping that people might like to do? Well, as I mentioned, like you know, the ambition and the scope for all the festivals is, is starting to get really, you know, really, really big at this point. So we're looking for people that can get involved in, you know, if they've any particular skill sets, you know, event management, PR, marketing, um, you know, stewarding, you know, all that kind of stuff, especially for Vintage Week. It's a huge undertaking each year. Um so yeah, like it's to come and, you know, if you have a certain skill set, we think you might be able to give us a hand with any of the festivals or even just one, you know, we'd, we'd just, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I'm imagining people are listening to that and they're thinking, possibly thinking back to when they were filling out their census and anybody who t- who who was ticking in a, a zero or a nothing, you know, in terms of their community yeah. involvement um, and was wondering, well, what could I be doing in my community if they're living in Bar? That's something that, that they might like to be part of. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we're kind of slowly getting back to normal and, and people are kind of maybe more... Um, more able and willing to get involved. Um, so we're not going to dump specific jobs on people either. You know, if, they, if they're if they really good at certain things and they want to focus on that, that's fine too. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's a really, really great time to get involved with the arts and cultural calendar in Burr. You know, there's so many different ways that you can do that now. Um, you know, and if people have ideas around different things or programming or, you know, any other ways, like absolutely open to it. Absolutely open to it. That's Rebecca Kelly there. And that event is Wednesday, the 27th and um, in Burr for the uh, town hall event. And also just to let you know, remind you as well that the Irish Chamber Orchestra are opening the festival on the 29th of April. Spores on Midlands 183.
Well, Jerry Russell is at the match for us. He's where the, the Leinster under-20 football semi-final between Offaly and Kildare. Jerry, throw-in was at half six. Where are we now? Well, the game, the final whistle has sounded about three minutes ago and the Leinster and All-Ireland champions Offaly have been beaten in the under-20 football semi-final here in a dramatic game played here in Bournemouth Connor Park. Remember, it was 1-5 to 8 points. It was level at half-time. Offaly came out at the traps early in that second half when they scored three unanswered points from Darren Flynn, Keith O'Neill and Harry Plunkett. And they did add, add on two more points. There were three up at that stage, but then back came Kildare. Brilliant point from Owen Bagnell. But then at ten mi- at the goal in the 10th minute of that second half from substitute Jack Quinn turned the game in favour of Kildare. He put the ball, stuck it into the back of the net, got inside the off the defence and blasted it to the right corner of the net to put Kildare up by a pint. And from there on, the Lily White never looked back. A point from James Dalton, the sub that came on as well. And then a point from Adam Fanning uh, uh, as well. And then James McGrath, the centre half back, scored a brilliant point as well. So there was no turning back for the Kildare men. Awfully tried as hard as they could to get back. And we'll have to leave it there. I'm sorry about that. We'll have to leave it there. And hard luck to Offaly. And thanks to Jerry for, for bringing us up to speed with what has been happening. It's almost eight o'clock. Time to check out a stylish new saloon with the Volkswagen Passat and Artyan. Find out more at Michael Moore, Port Arlington, VW.ie.